You're listening to the Side Hustle Gal podcast with your hosts, Danny Fountain and Caitlin Allen. All right. Hello and welcome back to the Side Hustle podcast. Today we have Holly Loiso. I got a whole explanation of how to say her last name and it was so cute. Um, and I'm just so excited to be talking to Holly today. For those of you that don't know, Holly is responsible for my enamel pin addiction. Um, the very first pin I bought, I don't know how long ago, that kicked off the addiction that now has its own story highlight on my Instagram feed was from Holly's shop. Um, so Holly, thanks for hanging out and tell us about what you do, both your shops and what's going on in your life. Well, first of all, anytime I can hear that I'm causing an addiction for someone, I think that's just a good day. Um, yeah, but you're right. So I have what started off as a stationary shop and still is just hand-lettered greeting cards sort of turned into accessories and enamel pins. Because I feel like enamel pins are like tattoos, like that you can take on and off because they're like, hey, this is who I am. And you get that sort of first impression of someone. So I love that. And uh, I say a lot of curse words. So. so basically, for the audience, she's like my enamel pin hero. Swears, <laughs> draws cool shit. Some of it's really morbid. It's great. And she's and more like my like pencil hero because I'm a grown-ass woman with my pencils. <laughs> yes. Anytime I can... Yeah, either curse and make myself sound like I know what I'm doing. That's that's a good day right there. So So I'm going to kick it off by asking a question that I think is going to give the folks that are listening um, some really cool insight into things that might make sense for their business as well. You essentially do one thing. You design and create handheld size products that are giftable and collectible yes but you have two separate shops I do and it's really funny because I have bipolar disorder and I have these two shops but it took me a long time to realize that Holly Oddly is my manic side and the hidden hand society which is the darker stuff is my depressive side I really had no idea until I started just thinking about it recently but I had a lot of uh, kind of darker stuff that I wanted to do that was more uh, mental health, mental illness related. And I took a poll and the people on my Holly Oddly site said they would rather have the two separated. Uh, so I almost have two different audiences, but they converge into one website. And so for the audience, when you land on her website, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure. You land on hollyoddly.com. Um, but you get to choose whether you want to shop Howie Oddly or the Hidden Hand Society. And it's so funny because what is that movie with the emotions? Because I think of Howie Oddly as joy and I think of <laughs> the Hidden Hand Society as sadness. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Joy is like the little blue creature. The like ones in the head. Like yes. The, yes. Pixar. Oh my gosh. Oh, I don't even know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but it's so cute. You get to choose your own adventure and then go shopping. So what caused you to start this business? You said it started as stationary, but what made you start a stationary business? 
Um, I just decided to do what I was addicted to. I would hoard greeting cards to not send them to anyone because they were so cute that I didn't want to part with them. So I knew I loved to letter and I knew I really loved to draw. So I was like, how can I do this? And it makes like business sense. So I was like, well, what am I addicted to? Oh, greeting cards and stationery. Done. I had like, I got a professional printer. That was the first thing, you know, that I bought. I already, of course, had my computer and, and there it went. That's really cool that you brought something that you really love into business. That's, I feel like that's how a lot of side hustles start. And so that's really cool to hear that. I hear an accent in your voice. Where are you from? I'm from East Tennessee. Okay. <laughs> and I live in the deep south now in Savannah, Georgia. So no matter how much I try to hide it, it, just, it comes right out. <laughs> well, I absolutely love your everything, the prints, the pencils, the pens. Um, what is your, what's been your favorite um, piece of art that you've put out there? It's hard to pick one, but I think just anything that connects, because when I have that feeling like I am con like strongly connecting um, with the people like my people um then it's just the best feeling my secret society of anxiety pin oh i think i've connected with more people over that one than anything else people just felt with that word society they felt like they belonged somewhere because i think when you have anxiety you can feel really alone um so i'd have to say that one just because i mean i've sold over 500 of those i mean and that's not sales to me that's 500 people that I've been able to connect with which is huge so when you're thinking of a new like product or product line um I'd love to know like what your inspiration is I've loved watching you experiment with things on Instagram um like with the final season of Game of Thrones you've been drawing all of those Game of Thrones quotes and then they became prints like what kind of kickstarts new product lines for you? Um, part of it is pop culture. I watch too much TV, too many movies, and I get like um, very emotionally like drawn to like characters. So yeah, when I've done the, the pop culture, it's been really fun because I do a lot of interaction through Instagram. I love doing polls to see what um, people like because um, one piece of advice that I heard from the podcast, um, Creative Pep Talk with Andy J. Pisa, is he talks about creating with empathy. Um, so not just creating what you want and not caring about your audience, but making sure that you care about your audience and that you're creating what they like. So I connect with them over the pop culture because we can be like, ah, oh, Daenerys is evil. No, I love her. Ah, oh, you know. And then also just like how I'm feeling at the moment because I have bipolar disorder. There's a lot of feelings I'm feeling <laughs> going on in this head. So a lot of it's just where I'm at in my head space at the moment. I have to tell you too that you made the um, Handmaid's Tale print. And at the time when you made that, I hadn't watched Handmaid's Tale. I'd seen half of the first episode and I like 
when I watched it the first time, I just couldn't get into it. Um, but growing up, my mom had said the Latin version of don't let the bastards get you down, um, that she carves into the wall. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, shoot, like if this is a part of Handmaid's Tale, I have to go try and rewatch it. So I think I'm speaking from personal experience, but I think you like draw on pop culture, but also help people connect with pop culture too. Oh, that's so great to hear. I have such a passion for the things that I watch that I do hope it comes through. And I happen to have been pregnant while watching The Hand Handmaid's Tale. So like it was a whole nother level watching Alfred go through what she was going through. So I was definitely very emotional during that whole thing. So I'm sure that came through in my art. <laughs> I think it's so interesting too because I have like lots of emotional reactions to your stuff as well and I have never watched any of these things so like I don't know what any of these things mean but I still have a reaction towards them because they're cool so <laughs> Danny I can relate in that way <laughs> um I guess let's talk a little bit more about the business side of things so what what made you really like start your business or like what was where was that breaking point when you decided yes I'm going to do the thing um well it was from working a lot of customer service jobs um for someone who owns their own business which you know customer service is a huge part of it I I hate customer service and I was like I need to get out of this because I'm not passionate about doing uh, customer service for cell phone companies and dealing with people yelling at me all day long. So really it started there and it did truly start as a side hustle, um, just doing commission work, doing portraits, um, anything that I could, any sort of work I could get, at least it was art, so I was happy. And then it was, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people who see a full-time creative person, they don't realize where I started to take me four years to become full-time. So it really just stair-stepped. It started off working full-time, doing these portraits um, and little things, saving up the money to get a printer, and then slowly transitioning um, to the paper goods. So I'm curious, too, when you talk about hating customer service, <laughs> but having to do it because you run a small business, but also, like, you talk about a lot of mental health issues. Does customer service for, like, Holly Oddly become more conversational than, like, the angry douchebags at the cell phone store? Oh, absolutely. It, um, I feel like one of the things that's really driven me to own my own business is because I have bipolar disorder. I don't think that I could work a normal job. I certainly wasn't performing to the standards of of a, you know, person without a mental illness. But yeah, it's a different ball game when you are so passionate about your project or, you know, your product that you can, you easily, first of all, you know it inside and out. So if people have questions, you're eager to help. Um, you also feel like you know these people. A lot of the people who order from me, I know them from Instagram. And so if they have a problem, I just want to do everything I can to help them out. So it's definitely way more of a community feeling and I don't feel like I'm slogging through you know people yelling at me over the phone and making me want to cry. <laughs> when you first started did you feel like you had a community 
of people that you could really go to um, as you started your side hustle and how did you find people to connect with to build that community? Not at first. At first I was on like Holly Island. I think it's easy to feel that way when you work for yourself and you work at home. Um, but starting to do like local events and like craft fairs, then I met my people. I met other people who made, which was really important. Um, it's, you know, I had already lived in Savannah for five years and it took that long to actually meet and make friends. Um, so it was, that part was fantastic. So anytime anybody has a chance to do an event, it's well worth it. And then social media, um, as I slowly started to sort of build that community, um, that's been huge because I feel like I'm, you know, Danny, it's like, oh, I, I know you. I've never met you in person. It's like, I know you. So that's been really important. Speaking of making those Instagram connections, like, so you and I are both on like debt free or debt payoff journeys. And so we've supported each other through DM. Um, do you think that there's a difference between Instagram relationships and in-person relationships? And is one better than the other? Or is it that they just serve different purposes? Uh, I do think that there is a difference. Um, I was talking to someone, um, his, his name was Eduardo, but his um, social media is Pinlord, um, and he has a huge following, but he sort of talked about that disconnect of you don't truly know um, the people who, because, you know, it's all a facade, you're showing your best self, but I do feel like, you know, for, you know, a close, you know, maybe 15 or 20 of those people, I do actually feel it's like, I'm, I feel like I know you, you may not show me everything, all of your cards, um, but I have that feeling and it is nice to be able to meet someone in person and connect, but I also feel like those people who are struggling and feel like they have no one, it's, it's just as important to connect with people online because in your small little Southern town or something like that, you may see the odd one out, but somewhere across the United States or maybe the world there's someone who knows exactly how you're feeling. And I think that's just as important. Yeah. I think about the difference that like my own mental health has the way that my own mental health has changed just because, you know, I travel so much and like, we see this on my Instagram. It looks super glorious and exciting. Um, but it's actually super lonely because like 90% of the travel I do is solo uh, and so it's so nice to have those friends that are literally in your pocket at any time to connect with. And I think Instagram is a really good place to have folks like that. Yeah, I think connecting beyond the glossy images, because we only show the things that we're doing that's fun. Who wants to show themselves eating a whole bag of Doritos? It's like, no, that's not interesting to people. So of course we, but it's like those behind the scenes, like those messages or when you're just feeling low, being able to be honest with people. Um, those are the times that social media like really makes it worth it. I love that. What... What would you say, well, which social media platform is your favorite? I guess we may have already okay. had a hint. <laughs> the only one is Instagram. I hate, like, I say I hate Facebook, but Facebook is Instagram, but, but Instagram is the, the one, the only. <laughs> 
And who or what, how long have you been doing Instagram? Like how long did it take for you to get the followers that you have? And like, what advice would you give to somebody who's just starting out with their Instagram? Um, I, I think I've been on it for about three years. I've had my business for about four. I think I was like a little late to the game getting there. Um, but I would say if you're a product-based business, um, try to make your feeds look like, it's like your online catalog. Um, so if you can make it look like that, um, then that's great. Um, I've done all of my pictures with my cell phone. So you don't have to necessarily have a lot of money to do it. Um, and then, yeah, I would say, you know, find out what you want to say and then say it and then you'll attract the right audience for you. And it doesn't have to be a big audience. It just has to be your audience. So you talked about collaborating with Pinlord. Um, and so for anyone who doesn't know, A, you should go check out Pinlord because Pinlord is like the downfall of my pin addiction because you find all of these new <laughs> makers and creators but um what would you say that collaborations have done for your business and how did you kickstart that because haven't you also collaborated with penultimate maybe um i do wholesale with penultimate so they carry my pins which is amazing because they're great um and then with pin lord i just entered his contest he, he has this like let's make a pin contest so I entered in my um, uh, my Windy Torrance, like the shining, like bulb, like Linda Belcher, Bob Parker's mashup, and people actually somehow liked it. And then it, it went to uh, Bob and then Jean, and now we're going to do um, the sisters as like the, the twins from The Shining. And he's just a great person. He's so nice. He's friendly, he's easy to work with. It literally, we can have a three minute conversation and then our pins are in production. Like there's like when you're when you're find someone that's that easy to work with, it's just impossible to say no. So. That's something we talked about in quite a few other episodes is like making those personal connections and how important making those deeper connections rather than those surface connections are. Um how have you how have you started to network and really make those connections like what was your experience starting those conversations and um making those connections um a lot of the pen community i've connected with them through just like like um things that we have in common like the podcast my favorite murder so there's a lot of pen makers who also make um, my favorite murder pins and so we kind of like drew together and there was a lot of feminist pin makers and so really you just there is there are all sorts of pin makers so just find the nice ones find the ones who like the things you like because that's the thing about the internet is like there was a time when I was in a just a really big pin group and a lot of people argued and it was stressful and I'm like why am I stressed out over enamel pins it's like that's like like the least stressful thing on the planet and I thought that that group was like the only pin group until I just like left them and started meeting all these pin people I didn't even know existed but I loved so you don't if there's somebody that you're like having conflict with it's social media like goodbye hello new people 
amazing. <laughs> it works out. So I want to wrap up with a question that I've always wondered. Um, and so hopefully other people after checking out your business will be curious too. Holly Oddly is so bright and colorful and like the feel good middle school bubble letters style. And the Hidden Hand Society has that like sepia look and feel. All of the pins have black on them somewhere. And the two design styles are like very different. And I think that your business is a really good case study of, yes, you really can run two businesses that have a similar premise, but are so completely separate. What advice would you give for like keeping, how you keep the two separate, how you figure out what ends up a Holly product, what ends up a hidden hand product, how, when you're designing, do you make sure that like the bubble letters don't end up in a hidden hand society pin? But, like, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's just really the marriage of of two things that I really love. And I think that we all can feel that we're there. Like, we have, you know, one thing that we love and another that just doesn't go hand in hand. I have a wall full of, like, taxidermy and, like, bones, which people would be like, what? If they only saw Holly Oddly. But I think that the biggest thing is... Um, I would say have one website. I can't even imagine running two websites. That would stress me out. So like if you go to the hiddenhandsociety.com or hollyoddly.com, they land you on the same page. And like you said, you kind of have that choice. Um, so just, you know, make your life easier. Choose like a good aesthetic for both because, um, you know, then they will kind of stand out as their own brand, even though, you know, you are the single person running it. But also just have fun. It was just me exploring both sides of my personality and just letting them out. So, you know, don't hinder and feel like you have to choose one side or the other. So good. Well, where can people find you on social media and all of this? Uh, social media, I am at Holly Oddly and at the Hidden Hand Society and at hollyoddly.com and thehiddenhandsociety.com. Thank you so much for hanging out. Hands down, one of my favorite episodes of the season. Yay! Oh my gosh, it was so cool to get to talk to you too.